0: Okay. This is
1: Goodbye and Hello Life podcast by Elisabeth Ildal and Alex Kerten. This is the Christmas edition 2020, and we're presenting the author behind the book Goodbye and Hello Life, Alex Kerten, and neurologist Dr. Nisan, and tonight we also have a very special guest, Samuel Mehau, who is a person with Parkinson. A special welcome to you, Samuel. And of course, welcome you. to your, all of you here. Yeah. Uh, we will start as we used to. We always start with the question, what is Parkinson's disease? And I would like to ask Alex first. Oh, well,
2: Parkinson's disease, in my point of view, is uh, very complicated with many faces. But what I would like to refer to is actually Parkinson's disease is when we have limited movement, being arrhythmic, expression frozen, and energy low. But there's another problem with (laughs) Parkinson's disease. People with Parkinson's disease, their neural threshold is very low. And what happens, they become professional people that worry, are with fear, plan all the time what will happen. And instead of being in a state where you can plan your well being, something else happens. You become a professional warrior. You worry what will happen if, what will happen if not. I'm limited. So it's quite complicated, lots of stories, but lots of limitations.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Nissan. Do you want to add something to what Alex said?
3: Well, uh, I think that Alex uh, has always uh, described it very, uh, 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 very deep and 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 the, uh, direct to the points, to the main points. Wow. Uh, is well, Parkinson's disease, is, it's a multidimensional disease which affects many functional systems of our body. And the, the motor uh, phenomena that are uh, accompany the disease are very well known. And we uh, they emphasize in the, uh, I think the last year is more and more on the non-motor symptoms which uh, affect Very deeply, the quality of life of people with Parkinson's disease, and uh, you know the the symptoms of depression and uh, constipation and uh, sleep problem and excessive uh, daytime sleepiness. These these parameters influence very. severely uh, the quality of life of patients with Parkinson, and it seems to be that we should give better answer to the motor symptoms for sure, but also uh, to, to, to be more aware of the non-motor symptoms.
1: Thank you. I am of course myself a person with Parkinson, but Samuel, I would really like to hear what you say as a person with Parkinson's disease. Is it like these two gentlemen say, is, this, is it like this to have Parkinson's?
0: My perspective is the per perspective of somebody who is living with Parkinson in my body. So I, don't, I, I, I can say what is Parkinson's disease for me. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Not what it is from the medical point of view, not from what it is from the, yeah. the yeah. practitioner point of view. But I,
1: I'm so, sure the listeners would like to hear how it is to be in your body, with Parkinson?
0: So for me, Parkinson is a reminder. It's a reminder to enjoy my capabilities while they last. Yeah. Because it is a gradual uh, increase in limitations. And suddenly you find out, oh, I'm limited in a new area of my body. And now I'm limited in a new area of my body. And sometimes the limitation uh, disappear and sometimes they come back in ups and downs. Yeah. And uh, one thing that, can, that happens when I encounter a new limitation is I'm getting uh, depressed and uh, in despair. Oh God, now I can't do this anymore and stuff like that. And then when I look at it and say, you should have enjoyed it while it was there. Yeah. So because right now we have the, the capabilities that we have, instead of crying on the limitations and the capabilities that we lost, I choose to say, okay, let's celebrate the capabilities that I still have.
1: Exactly, super fantastic. Do you have anything to add, uh, Alex or Nissan?
2: I think what uh, Samuel said is very true because actually we are full of stories. Mm-hmm. Every person is full of stories. And what happens energetically, Parkinson people are full, full of stories of what will happen and what is happening and daily that they become obsessive to the stories and they live the stories before they even happen. Mm-hmm. And when they happen, they enter into the stories and what Samuel said is very true. Mm-hmm. We have to learn to enjoy what we can do. And we have to support ourselves so that we can continue to do. And when I said before, movement, rhythm, expression, energy, that's a characteristic of Parkinson. Mm-hmm. What can I do in order to get out of that characteristic movement-wise, expression-wise, rhythmic speaking, and energetically be a winner. So I totally agree with what Samuel said. Thank you. Um, Maybe Dr. Nitzan wants to say something.
3: Well, I think that uh, some would describe
0: it uh, We can't hear
1: you.
0: We cannot hear you, son.
3: We don't hear you. We have a disability. Wait, uh, we wait, are. Hey, right. Hey,
2: I caught in it. Oh wait, wait, okay. Dr. Nissan, have you got anything to say, Elizabeth? And then he'll say it. Go ahead.
1: Okay, okay Dr. Nissan, do you have anything to say to all this Samuel said and Alex said?
3: Okay, uh, well, uh, I, I really uh, appreciate the honesty of Samuel uh, regarding the uh, his attitude to our add the, the, the progression of the disease and the limitation that it's enforced on the patient when it's progress, when it's progress. I think it's a, as someone said, a, a very a, a efficient a, a, a point of view a, a, when someone has a disability. All of us in our life a, seems to, to lose abilities as we grow older. Yeah. With this disease, or with other disease and the universal uh, 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 tip that Samuel uh, gave us by, by describing his feeling is that we should celebrate every day. I, I know it's very uh, uh, co- a common cliché and a cliche, and, and everybody can say it, but it's to, it's totally true. We should celebrate each day of our life and try to, to get the most of it from our abilities, as we are uh, on this planet, (laughs) I think it's a universal uh, wisdom.
1: Yeah, totally agree. Thank you very much. Well, uh, in Parkinson's disease, there are really many different stages of the disease. The dyskinesia, there's lots of other stuff. Could you uh, try to tell a little bit about that, Alex?
2: Well, I think that uh, it would be better if Dr. Nitzan would begin because I think that uh, scientifically he should say what happens with dyskinesia, bradykinesia, yeah. the tremors, etc. And then maybe we
1: shall enter because actually it is more scientific. Yes, it is. So maybe we shall... If you could start, Dr. Nitzan, I would be happy for that.
3: Okay. Uh, well, you know, in Parkinson's disease, have a very unique a combination of patterns of uh, motor uh, symptoms. Uh, when James Parkinson, uh, the English doctor that, according to his name, uh, the, the, they coined the, 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 the name of the disease, when this doctor, James Parkinson described it in 1817, in his monograph, the first time that the Parkinson's disease was uh, 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 described in the medical literature, he called it, he called Parkinson's disease, a shaking palsy, which mm-hmm. is some, it's some, uh, point, from some point of view, it's an oxymoronic uh, uh, definition, which means you have the hypokinetic of the uh, palsy and the hyperkinetic of the shaking. And by that, he tried to describe that in the same disease we have hypokinetic patterns, like the rigidity and the bradykinesia, the slowness of movement, and at the same uh, 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 at the same house uh, 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 also it habitat, also the patterns of tremor and dyskinesia, the, the dance-like uh, movement that can appear in the later stages of the disease. So, uh, Parkinson's disease uh, combine hypokinetic patterns and hyperkinetic patterns. And uh, it seems to be that they have some uh, uh, evolutionary uh, 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 pattern of appearance from, from the chronological point of view. Usually the dyskinesia it's a late manifestation of the disease, and it's uh, associated mostly uh, with the treatment with levodopa, which is the most potent, the most powerful medication that we can, as a conventional doctors, can give to uh, people with Parkinson's disease. It seems to be that after a couple of years of treatment with levodopa, uh, the uh, neurons circuits inside the brain change their connectivity pattern and become more vulnerable to the white nose uh, of the uh, motor uh, areas that uh, uh, initiate the commands for for movement. And when it's going down uh, 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 to to the muscle, the manifestation is, involuntary movement, that they are encircled and dance like once, and we call them dyskinesia. Mm. It's usually, I must mention regarding dyskinesia, that usually it's a, 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 a it's disturbed more the a, the people around the, the patient and not the patient themselves, because usually it's associated with higher level of dopamine, which from the emotional point of view, from the emotional atmosphere inside our brain, it usually gives elevated mood, or, 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 if I say even happiness, and usually it's regard with it's come together with a good mood, and on the other side of the spectrum, on the other pole of the spectrum, there is the off, a, a, a state, which is uh, accompanied usually by reduced mood and depression, and as a, and it seems to be that the, a, a, most of the cases of dyskinesia, we call them peak of dose dyskinesia, are representing a higher dose of dopamine, and they are accompanied by better mood for the patient, but embarrassment for him because of this involuntary movement and disturbance, maybe, uh, to, the, uh, 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 to the people that surround him because they may think that he is suffering when his movements uh, appear. But usually patients not suffering from those movement, maybe from the embarrassment that they, they cause. I, I think this is uh, my impression for many patients, maybe for sure not all of them, but more, many of them. Thank you. Alex.
2: Well, I would like to summarize more or less what Dr. Nitsan said. There actually said there are two uh, different stages. One stage is called the dyskinesia, where you have uncontrolled movements, and the other stage is the bradykinesia, where you have slow movements. Now Dr. Nitsan referred to it through levodopa. I will speak to it as physiology of behavior. And instead of using the word levodopa, I will, lose en- I will use energy. Now what happens is this, many people are not aware to the rhythm and our basic rhythm worldwide is our heartbeat. The watch, 60 minutes, 60 seconds, it's the beat, one, two, three, four. Now, the beat, the heartbeat, has an effect on our brain waves as well. Meaning, when I'm aware to rhythm, such as dyskinetic rhythm, I am above my heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So if I enter the dyskinetic rhythm, I, I, I be begin to, to, to speak the dyskinetic as well and my movements become dyskinetic. If I'm aware and I breathe according to my heartbeat and I change my facial expression and I try to speak rhythmically and I move rhythmically, what I do, I do physiology of behavior, meaning I change my behavior patterns within my neural, my nervous system and I try to put down the rhythm of this kinetic rhythm to kinetic rhythm, which is a bit above my heartbeat. Now, if we speak about bradykinesia, I have to do the opposite because my rhythm is too slow and it brings my brainwaves to a sleeping condition, meaning I, I, I am talking, slower than my heartbeat. So I have to raise it and I have to fake it. So I speak rhythmically. I move my hands rhythmically, and I'm trying to raise the rhythm above my heartbeat so that it also has an effect on my brains. It's not
3: easy, but it's possible. Thank you, if I can mention, but after Shmuel, I will be happy to mention now, after yeah. Shmuel. Go ahead. Go
0: ahead now, Dr. Nizam. Okay, okay. Take them a last I
1: moment. think
3: it's, it's very, it's not well established scientifically, but I think that there is a, a clear connection between dopamine and some internal metronome or, or biorhythmus or some internal clock that, uh, 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 that uh, uh, give us uh, 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 the right rate of, uh, of thinking, of moving, of, of making many daily living uh, activities. And it seems to be that uh, in some, uh, uh, if I can say in some metaphor, the dopamine is some kind of watchkeeper that calibrate our internal clock And what Alex means that in in Parkinson, we are going down. It seems to be that the the sticks of the internal clock are going a little bit slower or even more than a little bit as the disease progress. And the dopamine tried to calibrate. I think what one of of its physiological function of the dopamine is to calibrate our internal clock which become a little bit uh, uh, slower than the usual. And uh, uh, this, this metronome clock is, can be uh, fixed or, or function better uh, uh, by pharmacological uh, uh, methods and by non-pharmacological methods, like the methods that uh, Alex uh, is uh, established and is working with. So I think we are in the same common pathway of trying to calibrate the internal metronome, the internal clock that control our biorhythmus and influence our, uh, uh, the rate of our thinking, the rate of our movement, the rate of our internal physiological uh, function, like the bowel movement and so on. All of them seems to go out from their normal physiological rate. And by trying to calibrate them, recalibrate them, I think this is the most common, this is the common pathway of pharmacological treatment, non-pharmacological treatment, gyrokinetic technique and other treatment methods. Can I
2: ask Dr. Nitzan a question? Is it okay with you? Uh, Dr. Nitzan, when we speak about dyskinesia or bradykinesia, I refer to the medication as energy because I didn't want to enter into your scientific language, which you are professional. But uh, when people are dyskinetic and you give them biochemical medication, How do you see that energy that brings about the dyskinesia to be more balanced rhythmically or the opposite when it's bradykinesia and you get that energetic medication to lift him? Can you explain what's happening within the body? What's happening to that person pharmacologically? Meaning he's getting medication for or for bradykinesia,
3: how does it balance? Well, as you said, there are, there are two sides that are on the spectrum of the movement, bradykinesia and dyskinesia are in the two poles of it, if I can say so, in the two extreme of the, 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 the opposite extreme of this spectrum. It seems to be that a, Levodopa and dopamine contribute to the right calibration of movement and thinking and many physiological functions, as we said. And we should, as, as, if I understand you well, Alex, you said that you can treat these uh, opposite a, a, a phenomenal, motor phenomenal, with the same drug because they are, represent different a totally different manifestation and they are also a, a totally different in the a, a, as a reflection in the level of the level of dopamine seems to be that in bradykinesia, you are a, a, you are, you have a, the, the, a, a overdraft of dopamine you are in depletion of dopamine and what are most of the dyskinesia peak of those we call them you are in the extreme on the top of the mountain of the dopamine, and it seems to be that it's even an excess of dopamine. But because our brain uh, uh, in, in Parkinson's disease can't regulate the right amount to put it in the therapeutic window, in the right and normal therapeutic window, we have this uh, 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 extreme deviation to hypokinetic and to hyperkinetic. It's one of the main problem. We call it a motor fluctuation, you know, the, 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 the sharp deviation from on, which is usually a, a most of the cases of dyskinesia represent on, so I will take it general as a representation of on, and on the opposite bradykinesia a, a represent the off. So this, the pendulum, when the pendulum deviate between these two poles, it's It's need to be treated differently, not with the same drug, if this is what you mean, and I accept it.
1: Thank you. Samuel. all this talk from those two gentlemen, do you have anything to add? Yes.
0: Uh, Come on. I want to start by saying that uh, I'm only eight years with Parkinson's, so I haven't experienced dyskinesia. And then when I saw that this is one of the questions, I thought maybe I shouldn't be here to this question because I don't want pictures from the future to affect my brain and to, to make me think, oh, I'm going to be dyskinetic soon or st- stuff like that. I, I would like to enjoy what I have right now and not worry about when will I be dyskinetic and how or stuff like that. That's one thing, uh, all the symptoms that I haven't experienced that you you, you have questions about, I don't want to hear. Thank you. uh,
2: But I know you, and I know that you have in certain situations when you are worrying or when something is unclear to you, you have tremors. You do have tremors, not this kinetic. (laughs) <laughs> but you have tremors. Maybe it's a good question to ask the doctor about- Tremors. Tremors. Yeah. Right, but yeah. I,
0: I wanted to say one, one, one thing before that with regards to what you said, Alex, about the rhythm. Because this is a, an incredible lesson that I learned from you. That when I put on music, and I let the rhythm of the music enter my body, and I do it technically by just repeating the rhythm, like singing it: tak, 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 tak. And when I, when the music enters my body, my movements start changing. It starts to become correlated with the rhythm that I let let it enter my body. The same when I take a basketball and walk with the basketball. Doing this dribbling with the basketball creates a a rhythm that my body reacts to and I become much, much more balanced. So I know mainly the bradykinesia, the slowness and the stuckness and the rigidity. And I know that whenever you remind me to get myself into a rhythm, something starts shifting in my body and I become faster. Lately, I uh, encounter moments when my body freezes for a second and I can't start moving. And what I'm doing, what I found out lately that I can do is count. And say, one, and I do one step. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And my body reacts to the to the counting and to the rhythm of the counting. And suddenly it, there is something interesting. The body knows to do things and some, somehow something in the connection between my ability to give it orders and for it to follow my orders. So in a way, what I have to do is say, tell it, do what you know to do. But the way I give it the order of bo- my body, please do what you know, is by giving it the rhythm. Mm. And uh, this is a magical tool that I learned from you, Alex, and uh, I think I thank you and I wish everybody who listens to this will mm. try it at home.
2: Mm.
3: I, I must mention uh, that uh, I think that uh, Alex McMagic uh, in his work, uh, it is well known well. I think that the influence of music, it's like a external pacemaker and yes. as we said, this clock or this metronome, the internal metronome in Parkinson, is a little, it's, it's impaired a little bit or bored a little bit sometimes and you need something that will make the pacemaker a walk better or even normal again. And it seems to be that music. It's an external pacemaker, a, a very, very good one, and the, it's helped to calibrate the internal metronome that is deviated from the from the normal uh, window. And the, I think, if I can put it in these terms, it, 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 it's music. It's like a, it's the a, a watchkeeper that. that, that Calibrate, recalibrate the internal metronome, the internal clock that is impaired in Parkinson's disease. Great,
2: true.